0: Welcome to Mana for Breakfast, the daily Bible reading devotional which chronologically takes you through the Word of God from Genesis to Revelation in one year. Grab a cup of coffee and your Bible and join us as we journey together through God's Word. Okay, good morning. We are ready to get going. And this time the camera started on time. Everything worked. <laughs> I'm very happy. How you guys doing? It is a chilly 70 degrees outside right now. Yeah, that's chilly for us. And it's a even lower 66% humidity. So we finally dipped under the 60. Uh, 70 uh, percent humidity, a little overcast right now. So that's um, for us a snowy day, <laughs> tropically. Sorry if you're if you're um, afraid to come out of your house because it's below zero and um, <laughs> be it Fahrenheit or Celsius. But um, nice nice temperature right here. Well, we are moving into Psalm 74, 75, and 76 this morning. Well, it was revelation chapter five renee was able to make it back and um, her mother is home doing better so thank you for the prayers and keep them up i was able to actually say hi to her for a brief second yesterday on the video still on oxygen uh, still needs a bunch of care but the kids are coming in and um, ministering to her so we're kind of excited we're going to see that maybe God's going to keep around for a while. That would be really good. Well, Father, thank you for this morning. Bless us as we move into this time in your word, as we look into these exciting things, God, as we move towards the end of the year and the end of the Bible, God, we're expected to see the continued things you're going to do at the, in the rest of this year and in our lives. Just prepare us, God, for to celebrate your, your birthday. Prepare us for the new year and all that's going to be coming with that. In Jesus' name, amen. Psalm 74 now. Oh God, why have you rejected us forever? Why does your anger smoke against the sheep of your pasture? Remember your congregation, which you have purchased of old, which you have redeemed to be the tribe of your inheritance. And this Mount Zion, where you have dwelt, turn your footsteps towards the perpetual ruins. The enemy has damaged everything within the sanctuary. Your adversaries have roared in the midst of your meeting place. They have set up their own standards for signs. It seems as if one had lifted up his axe in a forest of trees, and now all its carved works they smashed with hatchet and hammers. They have burned your sanctuary to the ground. They have defiled the dwelling place of your name." They said in their heart, let us completely subdue them. They have burned all the meeting places of God in the land. We do not see our signs. There is no longer any prophet, nor is there any among us who knows how long. How long, O God, will the adversary revile and the enemy spurn your name forever? Why do you withdraw your hand, even your right hand, from within your bosom? Destroy them. Yet God is my king from old, who works deeds of deliverance in the midst of the earth. You divided the sea by your strength. You broke the heads of the sea monsters in the waters. You crushed the heads of the Leviathan. You gave him as food for the creatures of the wilderness. 15. You broke open springs and torrents. You dried up ever-flowing streams." Yours is the day, yours also is the night. You have prepared the light and the sun. You have established all the boundaries of the earth. You have made summer and winter. Remember this, O Lord, that the enemy has reviled, and a foolish people has spurned your name. Do not deliver the soul of your turtle dove to the wild beast. Do not forget the life of your afflicted forever. Consider the covenant, For the dark places of the land are full of the habitations of violence. Do not let the oppressed return dishonored. Let the afflicted and the needy praise your name. Arise, O God, and plead your own cause. Remember how the foolish man reproaches you all day long. Do not forget the voice of your adversaries, the uproar of those who rise against you, which ascends continually. Psalm 75. God abases the proud, but exalts the righteous. For the choir director, set to Altatheth, the psalm of Asaph, a song. We give thanks to you, O God. We give thanks. But your name is near. Men declare your wondrous works. When I select an appointed time, it is I who judge with equity. The earth and all who dwell in it melt. It is I who have firmly set its pillars. I said to the boastful, do not boast. And to the wicked, do not lift up your horn on high. Do not speak with insolent pride. For not from the east, nor from the west, nor from the desert comes exaltation. But God is the judge. He puts down one and exalts another. For a cup is in the hand of the Lord, and the wine foams. It is well mixed, and he pours out of this Surely all the wicked of the earth must drain and drink down its dregs. But as for me, I will declare it forever. I will sing praises to the God of Jacob, and all the horn of the wicked he will cut off. But the horns of the righteous will be lifted up. Psalm 76. The victorious power of the God of Jacob. For the choir director. Unstringed instruments. A Psalm of Asaph a song. God is known in Judah. His name is great in Israel. His tabernacle is in Salem. His dwelling place also is in Zion. There he broke the flaming arrows, the shield and the sword, and the weapons of war, Selah. You are resplendent, more majestic than the mountains of prey. The stout-hearted were plundered. They sank into sleep, and none of the warriors could use his hands. At your rebuke, O God of Jacob, both rider and horse were cast into a deep sleep. You, even you, are to be feared. And who may stand in your presence when once you are angry? You caused judgment to be heard from heaven. The earth feared and was still. When God arose to judgment to save all the humble of the earth. Selah. For the wrath of Of man shall praise you. With a remnant of wrath you will gird yourself. Make vows to the Lord your God and fulfill them. Let all who are around him bring gifts to him who is to be feared. He will cut off the spirit of princes. He is feared by the kings of the earth. Well, the Psalms appropriately here, pretty much appropriately, chronologically, are put in, at least the first one, because this is after the destruction of the temple, probably should have been put in before we read <laughs> um finished reading Nehemiah and Ezra because it was reconstructed by them, but it is a song of lamentation on how the enemy had come in and burned and destroyed. But God is a God of great holiness and he is the judge over the whole earth. And so we get this idea through the Psalms that He is one who will be the strong judge over the earth. And he is coming, he's gonna reestablish Israel and He is the God over Israel. And so The Psalms are these songs, literally, that that they would sing. How they would sing those in Hebrews is just a mystery to me. Not the type of song we're used to with choruses and repetition and different things, but it was probably very beautiful and uplifting. And people would sing these and give glory to God and his greatness and his majesty. So, boy, we are right at the end of the Psalms, obviously, at the end of the year. There are a bunch, and I kind of appreciate reading them sporadically and not all at once, because each psalm really needs to be taken separately and meditated upon. That's why in just a short time period, we'd be very difficult to break each one of those down. But take it for what it is. It's quite beautiful in the appreciation of God's sovereignty and his power and all that he is continuing to do. And even the reading that, Ezra probably read that and was very encouraged. The 74, realizing that now God was allowing his temple to be built, that which he was looking at the ruins of which were burned and trampled down and cut up. He was now able to reconstruct God is always the God of the remnant and will establish his presence forever. Revelation chapter five, the book with seven seals. I saw in the right hand of him Sat on the throne, a book written inside and on the back, sealed up with seven seals. And I saw a strong angel proclaiming with a loud voice, Who is worthy to open the book and to break its seals? And no one in heaven or on the earth or under the earth was able to open the book or to look into it. Then I began to weep greatly because no one was found worthy to open the book or to look into it. And one of the elders said to me, Stop weeping, behold, the lion. is from the tribe of judah the root of david has overcome so as to open the book and its seven seals and i saw between the throne with the four living creatures and the elders a lamb standing as if slain having seven horns and seven eyes which are the seven spirits of god sent out into all the earth and he came and took the book out of the right hand of him who sat on the throne when he had taken the book the four living creatures and the 24 elders fell down before the lamb each one holding a harp and golden bowls full of incense, which are the prayers of the saints. And they sang a new song, saying, Worthy are you to take the book and to break its seals, for you were slain and purchased for God with your blood. Men from every tribe and tongue and people and nations, you have made them to be a kingdom and priests to our God, and they will reign upon the earth. Verse 11. Then I looked and I heard the voice of many angels around the throne and the living creatures, and the elders, and the number of them, was myriads of myriads, and thousands of thousands, saying with a loud voice, Worthy is the Lamb that was slain to receive power, and riches, and wisdom, and might, and honor, and glory, and blessings. And every created thing which is in heaven, and on the earth, and under the earth, and on the sea, and all things in them, I heard saying, To him who sits on the throne, and to the Lamb, blessings, and honor, and glory, and dominion forever and ever. And the four living creatures kept saying, Amen, and the elders fell down and worshiped. There is a, a sense when I when I read this and go through this every time that I'm always catching, or there's always a, a sense of bewilderment, but also praise, also reverence and holiness, but bewilderment on how all of these people were there surrounding the throne and being able to comprehend what's going on. I mean, the bewilderment is, how much did they know? How much were they understanding about this scroll and what was going on with the scroll? And again, if there's no time in heaven, what was the timing of this? (laughs) Can't really say that. But God is now taking back the title deed to the earth is what's happening. And how this plays out with the angelic host is just astounding. Number one, he's standing before a strong angel, which question leads me to the question, what does a weak angel look like? <laughs> one angel can kill the 180,000 soldiers. I, I imagine a strong one would be even more scary to look at. But he sees a strong angel. He's holding the scroll. And the scroll seems to be given to him by the one on the throne, which seems to be Yahweh. And Jesus comes forth as the lamb slain. This, this is the the culmination of everything he did on the cross this is him taking back title deed to the earth because his blood was given for the redemption of the unredeemable of us of the of the earth for mankind and he's the second adam which is now stepping forth to reclaim the earth and fellowship between man and god so important to remember that and so this is this scroll written on the front side and the back and your historians and biblical Scholars will tell you that a contract, a a covenant between men in those days was a scroll. And you would have the terms of the deal written on the scroll. And uh, it was often written on the front and on the back. And this gives them kind of an idea that this was a title deed to the earth. That is the representative aspect of it. And in order for it to be read to take claim, you had to break the seals and open it up. But in so doing, he's the only one worthy to do this, to, to make the claim that I have purchased the earth with my blood as perfect and holding to all the conditions to be able to buy it back, which was to be live a completely sinless life and hold to the law perfectly. And so this is his authority to do this. But in breaking the seals, he's also bringing judgment upon the earth, which we're going to be seeing as we read through this, And it's um, against all of the evil that has been unleashed through the enemy, uh, through Satan, upon the earth, and upon those who are not willing to be beneficiaries of the blood that He shed for them. So this is the the famous uh, seven seals and being broken, and each seal is is worthy of its own study, each one. So feel free to do that, as we'll just be reading through them quite quickly. In this morning session. Charles Burgeon, Zechariah fourteen seven. it shall come to fast that at evening time it shall be light. It is a surprise that it should be so for all things threaten that at evening time it shall be dark. God is wont to work in a way so much above our fears and beyond our hopes that we are greatly amazed and are led to praise his sovereign grace. No, it shall not be with us as our hearts are prophesying. The dark will not deepen into midnight, but it will on a sudden brighten into day. Never let us despair. In the worst times, let us trust in the Lord who turneth the darkness of the shadow of death into morning. When the tale of bricks is doubled, Moses appears. And when tribulation abounds, it is nearest its end. This promise should assist our patience. The light may not fully come till our hopes are quite spent by waiting all day to no purpose. To the wicked, the sun goes down while it is yet day. To the righteous, the sun rises when it is almost night. May we not with patience wait for that heavenly light which may be long in coming but is sure to prove itself well worthy of waiting for. Come, my soul, take up thy parable and sing unto him who will bless thee in life and in death in a manner surpassing all that nature has ever seen when at its best hmm. father thank you for those meditations and those thoughts and we do god know that when we are in difficult times you can show up at the darkest time in our life and we do pray that we would learn that lesson here before it comes we would be able to wait upon you and know that in the darkest of situations you can show yourself faithful. And I have heard people testify to that in the middle of some very difficult situations in their life. And we know that you are there. And we pray, God, that um, you would be glorified in people that are in the midst of difficult and horrible, troubling times and trials. Pray that you would lift them up out of despair and bring in the sunlight and shine it upon them. We thank you that as we read Revelation and we are reminded that you are indeed taking back the earth. You are coming. And all that has been destroyed by the world that is continuing to be um, fought and, and trying to gain control over this earth, we know that ultimately will fail and that you are going to be Lord and reign over this whole planet. We know these things are sure and are coming. So teach teach us, Father, to be steadfast and movable and patient and helping others to do the same and to be trusting in you. As things around us get dark, and we don't see them as getting lighter next year, it could get darker. May you just help us to maintain a, a steadfast hope and trust in you. We do pray now for the, the state of the world and its, and it's ever-dimming around us. And, and it's how interesting in these last times, we know you're coming back, there's a whole new rise of anti-Semitism. And, and that certainly has something to do with you being King of the Jews and coming back for your people and coming back for all believers, all who are in Christ, but God, there is a, a raging against the light and also a raging against the source of, of your coming, how you established your plan of salvation through the Jewish nation. And God, we know that they don't know you yet as a nation. And so through this, through their hardship, may you make yourself evident to them that they would come to know you through all this persecution, as you have often brought most of us to a knowledge of who you are by our own tribulation. So, we do know that there can be a positive outcome from this, so we ask for your for your blessing upon them for their salvation. But we also ask for protection, just across every country, that this wave of persecution of the Jews would stop. And following close after that is the persecution of Christians. So we pray for your hand of protection upon them as well. All of us, God, as we seek to bring peace to the world and bring a knowledge of glory and forgiveness, and have no desires um, for destruction. So. God, we just ask you to go before us, protect us. Thank you for the healing of Renee's mother, and we ask you to continue to do that, and for the the amazing things you're doing in other people's lives who have written in and told us that about your your healing them. Pray for your healing upon Raquel and we uh, upon Maria Elena, Maria Molina, and others who are looking for your touch. God, uh, the Castor lines, their whole family, just keep healing God, and also help us reach those that are lost this Christmas through these outreaches, through the church, bring in the hurting, bring in the lost, and help them to fully surrender God, not just looking for a emotional respite and kind of a a safe place to come and feel good for a while, but to see a total transformation, God. Do the work, and we will glorify you and praise you for it, in Jesus' name, amen. There we go. Thank you guys. We will continue on tomorrow, but hopefully you can show up tonight at 6 30. We will be there going strong in the book of Nehemiah. So look forward to seeing you then. God bless you. Bye-bye.